This is part two of our double dose, our two-for-one special of Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors, episode 31, covering WWF Superstars and WCW Saturday Night from November the 21st, 1992. I'm one half of your hosting squad, the mayor, the content creator. Actually, yeah, I should redo that. The content creator of Kicking Out at Two. Dave Rosenbluth, and joining me as always, the architect of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, Mr. Gaijin Wrestling Radio himself, Kobe Naida. What's up, buddy? I'm going to have to steal that. I'm going to have to steal that, man. The architect? I like that a lot. Yeah, the architect. Were you like the architect or the, the Gaijin, Mr. Gaijin? All of it. All of it above. Okay. All right. You got it. It's all yours. As long as I get a cut of the t shirt sales, we're good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's how we do it here. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this episode. Uh, we're doing a double dose because, um, you know, things happen. And we're gearing up for the end of our first season of you and I pairing up. It's going on a year, dude. Yes. We're close to our year celebration of you and I teaming up. In fact, and doing this show, Marking Out the Days, and it's evolved so much. Oh, yeah. So much. And I, I enjoy it. Yes. But I, I'm, I'm, it's bittersweet because uh, WWF Superstars has not updated, and uh, we're not going to get the head-to-head anymore. No. So we got to think of something new come the new year, unless WWE surprises us. Yes, and if and if that's the case, we will continue with the um, the Saturday night and Superstars recaps going head-to-head. But um, if not, we'll think of something else. But yeah, evolved is definitely an understatement. Um, we went from kind of doing like a this day in wrestling history and covering, which was so much. Which was I, like, I mean, I, I, I can't even think why I thought that thirty four shows. There was one day. There was. <laughs> I think you recapped like five ECW shows, two world classes, three JCPs, a, a Monday Night Raw, a Nitro, and a Partridge in a Pear Tree. Like I was like, holy shit! There was one day you were recapping something. I was like, oh my god! I was like, and I looked at the notes. I was like, when's this fucking shit gonna end? I was off work, so I was like, no, no. I can cover this all. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, I'm watching way too much wrestling and doing nothing with my life. I was like, let's call an audible. Let's do something oh, different. Oh, God, and I, I thank like... God that you did that because that's a great idea. I mean, this idea that we've had, marking out the days, uh, your conception, actually, and we've kind of perfected it over the 31 weeks that we've had here. And we'll continue to mark out the days, whether it's superstars and Saturday night or whether I decide to, uh, you know, put my, uh, put, put my name in the, uh, the, the, the hat and, uh, join the booking team for Hulkamania is dead. Who knows? Absolutely. Um, well, we'll you know, but you and I will still be creating content for this, for this network, the retro mania pro wrestling podcast network. And of course I still got my stuff with kicking out of two. You'll be throwing more Gaijin wrestling radio episodes out there. And who knows? Maybe we'll get some and more special bonus. Episodes. Yeah. Special bonus episodes. And who knows? Maybe we'll get more, more, uh, podcasters that want to join the fun. And be a part of the network with us. Who knows? And if you guys are yeah, out absolutely. there, join it's us. It's been less than a year. Yeah. Like let let's go through this. I mean, give give the give the give the 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 roll call, Dave. Like I mean, give give everybody a sound off or a shout out. Yeah, like. guys. If you guys have a wrestling podcast, you like to talk wrestling. You just you're like minded. You know you know person like the two of us and just enjoy um current wrestling you know retro um whatever 
then give us a shout. And if you want to collaborate and work with us and be a part of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, then we'd love to have you. It may sound like a desperate cry for help, like we need more, you know, podcasters out there, but we want to grow and build this network to where we have a you know groups of people that just love to talk about wrestling and collaborate and bounce ideas off each other and things like that. We want it to be a fun environment, a fun atmosphere. That's what I kind of do with kicking out it too. I want like a fun, positive environment and atmosphere when I talk about retro pro wrestling. You know, it's it's unfortunate in the world that we live in, in the society that we live in, that any kind of subject that you have a conversation about, things can turn ugly. You know, from politics to sports to you know women's rights, you know anything, you name it, it, it gets ugly. I don't want this to be that. So I want people that want to contribute and collaborate and be a part of something just fun, you know? Forget about all the other shit you got going on in your life, you know, for a time period or two and come join us and have fun with us and contribute your wrestling knowledge, your wrestling fandom to the Retro Mania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Like I said, it may sound like a desperate cry for help, but we really want to make this a community for people to be able to listen to fans' perspectives of the business. And when I mean by that is there's a lot of wrestling podcasts out there where you have guys that are in the industry that you know have their experience and their knowledge and they bring it to the the forefront and people listen to those podcasts because those are our, our names you know Bruce Pritchard Eric Bischoff Jim Cornette the list goes on and on and we're just a couple of wrestling fans that love to talk wrestling and we don't try to come across like we know it all because we certainly don't, but we just give you our opinion and our perspective, and I think we try to do it in a fun way, and that's all I want, is a fun environment for people to come to and just talk wrestling, contribute, and collaborate, and I've said this over and over again, and I'll just bring it home by saying, if you want in, let us know. We're here. Drop us a DM. Hit us up on social media, at Retromania, Retromania with a W, and, uh, you know, let, let's make it happen. Let's make 2020 the year where the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network goes to the next level with you know more shows and 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 more content than we than we've had since we launched last year. I couldn't have said it any better myself, Dave. Um, like you said, we want a like-minded community here and people that are on the same page as like having fun with wrestling and enjoying it and even if we go back to shit on the old times or shit on the new times we're still having fun with it and we're not getting too personal yeah um it's 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 a television show nonetheless to say it all um so we're reviewing television shows just get keep that in mind you know mm-hmm. yeah um that's what we're doing here but it it's great evergreen podcast you can listen to any one of our podcasts that we have up, and it will always feel new. The reason why we have Retromania is because of this. It's the nostalgia feel. Um, we go back. We have fun with it. We reminisce. We romanticize. We fantasize. And uh, we do all that stuff in between. Um, it's great. I love doing this. It's been a year with you so far, launching the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. 
And I say I have had the most fun in the last year podcasting with you. Um, it's a great time just, you know, just chopping it up with someone that's like-minded or, you know, we have different, we have different opinions and points of views as well. Yes. Too. So we can like discuss that as well, which is always fun. Um, but most of the time we're having fun with the product and trying to just make sure that our listeners are having fun and speaking of our listeners they can always have fun finding us on any podcasting app by searching retromania with a w where you can find 300 plus hours of retromania content that's you and i providing that content dave like we we nailed it dude. and we want more of you to help provide that content with us and be a part of all that fun yeah, 190 episodes. Let's make it 390. There you go. Let's do it. Like next year or by January 1st, by our, you know, one year anniversary, let's try to have another podcast here. Um, that's that's our goal. Um, so if you're interested, you're willing and wanting, come chop it up with us. Um, come chop it up with yourself. Uh, come on the podcast and join the Retromania pro wrestling podcast network and uh jump on the magic school bus of professional wrestling couldn't yeah i i I, th- I think we i think we've delivered the message and i think we've delivered the message very well um <laughs> yeah and with that being said um let's get into it all right okay, dave let's do this you ready to Hop into the day of actually uh, November 21st, 1992. I am, man. I am. We are heading to uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. Um, oh, and I sprayed a bunch of grease on the brakes for the Magic School Bus of Professional Wrestling Podcast. Oh, look at that. Travel back in time. And it's going to be a slippery brakes ride. Were sc- yeah, it's okay. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. But, um,. We have the, uh, it's the same building where they taped uh, the, the most recent Saturday night's main event from November the 14th, uh, which was just a week prior. Um, your hosts are Vince McMahon and Bobby the Brain Heenan, and we'll get into Ooh. why Bobby the Brain Heenan Ooh. is hosting this episode of Superstars with Vince McMahon. Um, we open with the WWE. I'm excited though. Yeah, me too. Um, we open with the WWF Championship. Um, as Bret Hart goes one on one with Virgil, Bumbling Vir- Zango. <laughs> yeah. Um, Virgil, uh, he gets a takedown early on in the match, and then immediately Vince brings up Randy Savage's new partner, Mister Perfect. Hope- hopefully, we'll find what just happened. Oh, yeah, hopefully we'll find out more about that later on. Um. Brett works a headlock and gets a clothesline to set up the elbow drop, but Virgil dodges a charge and comes back with a monkey flip for two. Um, body press misses as I wonder if Baron Corbin serves Virgil when he eats at the Olive Garden. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, Brett puts him away with the sharpshooter at four minutes and 12 seconds. Um, yeah, this was. Yeah, not too much to see yeah. here except for the staged fan in the front row who got the glasses and kept twirling with her hair and ready for the camera and showing that Bret Hart signed the glasses to the camera. Yeah. Clearly staged, but Bret will be like, no, that was 
that was clearly organic. Yeah, like, uh, you know, we, we didn't have to rehearse it, um, you know, ahead I'm of time real. because, you know, like in my day, we, 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 we go on feel of the crowd, it's psychology, you know, we, we talk about, you know, a couple of little bullet points here and there, but for the most part, uh, we go on feel of the crowd. The... And, uh, yeah, that's what I did. So I went out there and I felt the crowd and, uh, I, uh, I gave the young man my glasses and, uh, you know, that would, it's a young woman. And, and, uh, yeah, you know, so, uh, that was, uh, that's, that, that, that's how it all went down. Dude, I think you have nailed the Bret Hart voice really? more than me. I need, I, I'm going to send you the book so you can read for <laughs> I'll, the, uh, I'll read the book. Upcoming shit. So yeah. I was cheating on my wife for the 40th time. Oh God, no, that's and, like, uh, and, uh, that's like Nightheart was 50 night- paragraphs in the book night- are about cheating on his wife, but he's unwillingly. <laughs> she gave me a blowjob, but I was like, no, don't do it. But okay, I came. I was, uh, yeah, it's I, always like that. I, I, I put this, uh, this little Asian girl in the sharpshooter butt naked, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Nightheart was, uh, he was in the corner, uh, he was uh, stroking his beard, and, um, Kintsuki Suzuki's music started playing. And then uh, I thought I was going for the big finish, but she gave me the green mist in the eyes. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Folks were canceled. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so much You fun. jumped the shark. I did. I did early, too. No, it's okay. Early, yeah. Um, yeah, this match was nothing to write home about. Um but uh, what is something no, to write home it, it about? It was Sleeper Lock and Chin Lock City from Virgil. Yeah. It was like Brett was like, give me all you got. And he was like, this is all I got. But what is this with Virgil getting a title shot? I don't understand. <sighs> I think it's Brett's show of respect. Okay. All right. That makes that sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Give the baby faces. I, yeah. I, seriously. I got you. Okay. I, I can get behind that. Um, Breaking news with Mean Gene Oakland. The Ultimate Warrior is out of Survivor Series as we head back to clips from Primetime Wrestling showing Randy Savage asking Mr. Perfect to be his tag team partner. Um, but we cut away. Hold on. Wait a second. I'm sorry. I'm thinking something. Okay. Do you think Papa Shango and Virgil got title shots because they were both black? <laughs> You're going I'm back serious, to that dude. again? I'm serious, dude. Because <laughs> WCW was doing it at the time. Who knows? It's showcasing Ron Simmons. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Anyhow. That's something maybe we can ponder on our uh, our, our uh, Black History bonus episode that we plan to do <laughs> yes. next yes, year. Yes, indeed. Two white guys yes. talking about black wrestlers. That's going to be fucking myth. stellar. We're going to have a black dude on the show. Don't you worry. Okay. All right. Good. Jordan Miles. Um, <laughs> oh! <laughs> jump the shark again. Um, yeah, we yeah we cut to we cut away to you know the uh, the clip, um, which sounds like they're gonna tease us a little bit here uh, regarding this uh, th- this this incident that took place on primetime wrestling. Um, then later on, uh, Gene interviews the perfect team. Um, and they don't particularly care for each other, but there's this thing that uh, you can say, Mr. Perfect, uh, he loves competition. Um, so I thought this was a nice little segment to kind of like, for those of you that didn't watch primetime wrestling, you're about to find out wh- why things have changed and shifted for Survivor Series, um, which I thought was a, 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 a nice uh, nice way to interject that into the show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Mr. Perfect and Macho Man. Yeah. Team. 
Yeah. It's it's unlikely combination. Yes. Um, but he called him out. And it was enough. done at like the last minute too, and Dude, that was, it was because the of the last yeah because of the Warriors uh, in 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 real life uh, Warriors uh, testing positive for uh, performance enhancing drugs, and uh, he was let go from the company. Um, we talked about this before. Do yes. you think that they maybe planned this ahead of time, and then had it set in their sights? Or do you think it was like, oh, we have enough TV taping time to where we can kind of pivot this in? I don't know. Um, I, I feel like I f- it's it's shifty. Yeah, right? I feel like I I, I, I I'm kind of gonna go with the latter here. The 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 they had enough TV time because if you think about I think it, Vince knew. They, I think Vince knew. Vince, knew. I think the first. You think the first. Well, they, I think Vince knew so, secretly and was trying to like pivot slowly. Well, part of me, part of me, that th- it's it's a strong case to make there, but because we talked about it with Perfect and Flair before, like two weeks ago, last week. Correct, but I like I said to you at the at the top of this recap, this event took place in the same building where they taped Saturday Night's main event. That was True. that was taped. On October the twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two. Okay, that's a long time. Okay, for them mm-hmm. to they have that match. So when did they find out? Not too long after that. So they probably and 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 think about it too. Perfect and Vince's commentary always was done in post production. Yeah. So I feel like they had an idea in mind eventually to do something with Ric Flair and Mister Perfect. But then I think they, that's where it was always leading to. It was always leading to that, but they sped up the process because of the situation with Warrior, and they had the opportunity True. to do that. So in the post-production commentary, when Perfect was kind of giving Flair a hard time for taking the match against Brett, that was like the little seeds that they were planting to eventually get us to what we got to with Perfect being revealed as Savage's partner. Okay. That's how I kind of see it. I can see it. But I can see it. at the yeah. same time, you make a strong case that Vince knew and he was trying to, you know, circle the wagons and, and, and get things in order. Yeah. but In a way, maybe. Yeah. It, it could go either way. But nonetheless, Warriors out, perfect sin. And uh, this will be a focal point of this episode of Superstars. Did they give us an explanation of why Warriors? Um, if I remember correctly... Um, I want to say either he went MIA or they used an injury angle, which I don't remember off the top of my head. I should, but I I didn't hear anything in this episode yeah, either. They just said he, he was, was out. Just, yeah, yeah. Which that was if you the rumors are right, Undertaker or Ultimate Warrior is out is basically what I heard. But the rumors are right. But what was he out of? Like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, um. <clears throat> anyhow, next match we have Yokozuna going one on one with Todd Becker. Bonsai. Um. Yeah, Bonsai drop at uh, two minutes and twenty seconds. Um. Great showcasing here. He's authentic Japanese. Yes. Yokozuna, where he's doing the sumo stuff. Good stuff here, though. Yeah, he, oh, yeah. The way they've 
brought in new characters in the latter part of 1992 with Razor Ramon and him. Like, they've done a great job at building them up into, like, legitimate guys. And then, like I said, going back, remembering as a kid, like... I thought Yokozuna was a big deal. You know what I mean? Like he was, Me too. he was this era's version of Andre the Giant, but smaller because he was so big. You know what I mean? Like he weighed more than Andre the Giant. I think. Like at least Ooh. that's how they build him good, as. Good point. So. Yeah, good point. They build him as five fifty six five. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was a beast. Yeah. And uh, Yokozuna and uh, crushed the dude. And at the time, like we were going through a weird like. American obsession with Japanese culture, like martial arts films, you know, mm-hmm. uh, ninja stuff. Yep. At the time we had always done that, but this was a peak. Yeah. Like 92, 93, you've come out with like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you come out with Three Ninjas, you come out with all these martial arts oh, movies, yeah. not to mention all the Jean Claude Van Damme shit and Jackie Chan peaking in America at the time in the box offices. Yeah. Yeah. It just became crazy. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. Um, we got an event center with Sean Mooney. Um, natural disasters and, uh, the Nasty Boys uh, have a green screen promo uh, discussing... The Nastral Disasters. The Nasty Disasters. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, they scream and yell about Money Incorporated. <laughs> um, pretty much, you know, incoherent. Um, and then we get another incoherent promo um, from uh, Kamala, uh, who is unafraid of coffins, uh, as they hype up the, 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 the coffin match for Survivor Series. According to Dr. Harvey Whipple, we go to commercial, we come back from the break, and it's update with Lord Alfred Hayes. Hey, hey, hey. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. <laughs> Mark it out the days, episode 31. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 this update. Bad Albert, it's fucking everybody... Just nasally and like throaty. Yoda, Fat Albert, everybody. All I love your it. Lord Alfred Hayes. It Thanks. starts off strong and then it turns into like fucking Fat Albert. <laughs> like you, you, like you go from like yeah. It, it, it's it starts out Lord and ends up Hayes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isaac Hayes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, they're filling a lot of time with this episode of Superstars as they um, they, they recap Saturday night's main event. Uh, you know, Let us take you back to Saturday night's main event as Shawn Michaels wins the Intercontinental title from the British Bulldog and chases him all the way to WCW. Ooh. And then we're going to watch Bret Hart's victory over Papa Shango as well as the post-match interview showdown with Shawn Michaels. Ooh. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. The Alfred Hayes or the recap? Both. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, not bad stuff here. I yeah. mean, they're really putting over Shawn Michaels as a top heel because he's going to have this match with Shawn uh, Bret Hart yep. for the WWF Championship. So they have to. Yeah. You know? It's probably good that they did show all of us this since the show did the 1992 ratings equivalent of a Seth Rollins main event, which no one watched. So um yeah. Good 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 call, Kevin Dunn. Um next match we have the natural disasters, Earthquake and the Typhoon, taking on Steve Walker and Mike Kramer. 
Um, the this jobber team sounds like they went through the NXT name generator. Holy cow! <laughs> um, speaking of which, I am seriously convinced that they actually use one of those Facebook memes where you choose your wrestling name via date of birth and first initial, but okay. all the cool wrestling names are replaced with the dorky ones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is it? Yeah. I'm I'm just convinced. I'm just convinced that's what they did to get these two clowns here. Nice. Um, we get the double splash for the victory. Minute and fifty seconds. Um, huh. And then it's the Survivor Series report with Jin Min. Um, but yeah, this I feel like this show's been like commercials for like Survivor Series, just left and right. Um, hardly any action here so far. Um, it is the go home show, right? Yes, this is the go home show. So I guess it's expected. Um, anyway, um, yeah, typical Survivor Series report stuff. Ric Flair gets all fired up and he's redder in the face. Um, and oh, this is a great promo. Yeah, he yeah, it was this was good. Mister Perfect, tell me that he taught me that I walked in his shoes and <laughs> his saddle, and he's doing this sign and he's saying woo. Like, he's on fire. Oh, yeah. Even Razor Ramon had to tell him to calm down at one point. He got oh, off yeah. the screen, let Razor finish the promo, only to come back flying into the frame, tearing off his clothing, ranting about how ungrateful Mr. Perfect was. Um, yeah, this was good stuff. I'm your protege! Yeah. I'm your protege! Yeah, dude, that was perfect shit. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> it was good stuff. Um, and then they announced that the head shrinkers are going to take on high energy at the pay-per-view. And next week... Bam Bam Bigelow is here. Bam Bam has another epic promo. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. Go to commercial, come back, and Lance Cassidy was one-on-one. Which, with- now that you mentioned it, when he's on the picture-in-picture promo and when he's talking, he sounds just like an Armstrong. Yes. Gee, I wonder. <laughs> he takes on Barry Horriblewitz. Um... Yeah, I, the fact they gave him promo time, I was like, holy cow. Um, what were they looking for? They were like, we need the country dynamic or something? Like, I don't know. I'll tell you this you know? much, though. After watching that promo, they make a good case of uh, of hiring 29 writers <laughs> for, for the fucking <laughs> writing team. I'll tell you that. Um, Lance gets some chops in the corner and finishes Barry off with a flying clothesline at 2 minutes and 15 seconds. Um. Yeah, this was not not good at all. Um, then we get another event center with Sean Mooney as we get the high energy. Um, oh, do it, do it, go on, just one. Sean Mooney. No, the other one. Oh, high energy. <laughs> You're missing the cues and the times. You got or the other one that goes. Ah! Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my God. I think I peaked. Oh, I think I peaked with that. You peaked? I need to end it. Oh, I think man. I, oh no. Dave. <laughs> Dude, you added in. Oh, my goodness. I can't. We're canceled. This is it. This is the last one. Oh, man. You just fucking... You just booked this territory into the ground. Jesus. You just Bill Watts this podcast, okay? You just Sorry. Bill Watts this podcast. Um, anyhow... Um, high energy. They're not worried about the head shrinkers at Survivor Series. Um, 
And then... Uh, oh, isn't that funny that their opponents are called the Head Drinkers? Wh- why? <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I can't even do it. No, come on. Just do it. Cat's already out of the bag. Because Owen Hart's head shrank when he hit the ring. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What the fuck is the matter with you? Oh, my. Terrible. Oh, yeah. And I'll probably have, like... Yeah. All right, it'll come back on me, guys. You, ha- you know what you have? You have Owen yeah. Hart Tourette's, because every time he comes up, all you talk about is how he died. Or just leap into it. No. <laughs> You're a fucking What? Idiot. Go ahead. <laughs> Continue your review before I kill my... Like, before, before, you, before you come up with another great one-liner about how the guy fucking jumped from the sky. Like... Freak. I'm sorry. Here's that blue blazer with a crossbody to his death. Where was I? We were in an event center. Yeah. Um, yeah, that pretty much ended the show right there. No, yeah, it was supposed to be a, a tag team going against the high energy. Yeah, Head Shrinker's high energy scheduled for Survivor Series. Um, yeah, this this is this is pretty much it right here. Um, this was the go home show to Survivor Series, so they were really hyping it up, and I think they were also trying to put a little extra emphasis on the fact that, you know, there was a last-minute replacement in the uh, Mr. Perfect, um, you know, or as Mr. Perfect was replacing the Ultimate Warrior. Here's something that I found interesting. Um, Bulldog was scheduled to face the Mountie for the Intercontinental title at that pay-per-view, and even though Bulldog lost the title to Shawn Michaels um, at Saturday night's main event... Bulldog and Mountie scheduled match was off, even if it wasn't for a championship. There was no announcement that the match was off. And Bulldog was also another one of those wrestlers that got popped for performance-enhancing drugs and got shit-canned with Ultimate Warrior. So, Yeah, but for crack also. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. They cracked him with the uh, steroid. Yeah, they got him yes. good. Yeah, so the card changed up drastically. Yes. Like a week before Survivor yes. Series. So a lot to see here on this WWF Superstars overall. What do you think? I mean, I mean. It was okay. It was. I it, would say, yeah, six out of ten. Yep, yeah, yeah. I'd even go, I, I, fuck, I'd even pull a Brett and be like four out of ten. Four out of ten, yeah. Yeah, yeah four, yeah, four out of ten, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, uh, the only good because I was featured a lot on the show. Yeah, the uh, the the. If 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 if. They and plus, put... Owen wasn't there to make an organic joke, so we had to like fill five minutes of like hateful shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into please WCW Saturday Night from November twenty first, nineteen ninety two. Let's do we it. We open the show with Michael P.S. Hayes and Jim Ross, and they immediately bring up the controversy between Barry Windham, Windjammer, and <laughs> Dustin Rhodes, and them losing the unified tag team titles against Ricky Dragon, the Steamboat, and uh, Shane Douglas. Wow. So we have new unified tag team champions from that Clash of Champions show. 
Yes. That, uh, uh, went down November 18th? Uh, yes, November 18th, 1992. Just watched that recently. It's actually a pretty yeah. fun show. Yeah, actually pretty good. I started to watch it. I couldn't finish it, so you'll have to brush me up on some of the stuff. Go for it. As we're going towards this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the opening bout of Tex Slashinger. Slashinger. What do you, how do you, Slashinger or Slashinger? Slashinger is how they pronounce Slashinger. it, I think. And Shanghai Pierce. Set to go against Joe Cruz and John Peterson. Anyhow, Joe Cruz and John Peterson look like they can put up a bout against them, but no. Joe Cruz has uh, cowboy boots on. Who do you think he's related to, Dave? Joe Cruz? Cowboy boots? Yeah, he's got cowboy boots um, on. He, is he related to like a rotunda or a, a windjammer? He might be uh he might be related to um, like Sam Houston or uh, outlaw <laughs> outlaw Ron Bass. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so Joe Bass. Joe, Joe Bass Cruz. Joe Bass Cruz. There you go. I like that. That sounds like a country name. Joe Bass Cruz, get your ass down here right now. <laughs> Tex Slashinger uh, delivers a reverse DDT on John Peterson. Ooh, it's pretty nice there. Interesting. One, two, three, and it's over. Yeah, and they call it on the recap of the match. Kind of a reverse DDT, if you will. What JR says. A reverse uh, then DDT, we go okay. to, yeah, because it's the uh, scorpion. What the you know? What's the one that Sting does? It's scorpion death DDT. drop. Yes, it it was that that he delivered. Um. Then we go to Tony Schiavone with Harley Race and Vader, and uh, Vader's gonna be the king of cable. And he calls out the blonde-haired, blue-eyed punk. He's going to crush him. He's coming for him. It's Dustin Rhodes. Ooh, that's who he's going to face. And when he wins, he's going to face off against Sting. Finals in Starcade 1992. So that'll be enjoyable. Good right? stuff, yeah. Starcade. oh yeah, I like that. We go to a commercial and come back, and it's Michael P.S. Hayes and Jim Ross, and they recap the Clash of Champions action for the unified tag team bout, and it's a slap-off between the tag team champions, and then you get a belly-to-belly from Shane Douglas and new unified tag team champions. Then Wyndham and Rhodes argue in the ring, and they fight each other and Wyndham attacks Dustin and gives him a DDT and a superplex in the ring. This is all going down at Clash of the Champions, right, Dave? Long time coming with the build up that you know, the, the tension between the two and yeah, this the, the this was this was good stuff. Yeah, it was great. Um it happened at Clash of the Champions. It went down. These guys like feuded in the ring after the match, during the match. Um, it was great storytelling. Nonetheless, then we get a recap of after the match where Shane and Ricky Steamboat the Dragon, where Jesse the Body Ventura is trying to interview them and saying, you guys put up a great match, and you know I'll tell you something. And then all of a sudden, Barry Windjammer comes out of nowhere with the <laughs> fucking 
chair and attacks them and uh, hits them with the chair. That's Shane Douglas and Ricky Steamboat and attacks them. And he's showing uh, his power moves here. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah, good stuff so far. He's he's definitely on the dark side, right? I like it. I do. I, I definitely like it. Commercial and back, and it's Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff and Jim Ross talking about his return to the ring, and Paul Orndorff says he's going to be at the Battle Bowl, and he's actually now issuing a challenge to Ron Simmons for next week on WCW Saturday Night or the WCW Championship. I like it. Yeah. Paul Orndorff and Ron Simmons. I'm looking forward to that, right? Yes, yes. I mean, Orndorff, uh, uh, a, a big, even in 92, is still a pretty good, big name at the time. Um, no, definitely is. And and uh, the fact that, like, people can shit on Ron Simmons' world title reign not being as exciting or as, or as credible, but his character had so many guys coming out of the woodwork to come after his title that like it just made i don't know it made at least for me as a viewer it made him feel important rick rude vader cactus barbarian now paul orndorff like i i defending champion yeah i i thought yeah i like it i'm looking forward to that i really like it too we go to rhubarb pie jones And he announces the Barbarian, accompanied by Cactus Jack, set against the go Larry Santo. Mm. Hmm. Jim Ross brings up the that Two Cold Scorpio was involved in the Clash of Champions, and he was Ron Simmer's partner. And uh, take us back to the Clash of Champions, where Two Cold Scorpio was Ron Simmons' partner. Dave. Yeah, that was uh, it was that that ghetto street fight that we talked about in the last recording. Um, Simmons came out and and Scorpio came out with him. They didn't even know who he was. Um, and when I was watching this, I remembered watching Scorpio's debut as a kid, and this was it. This was his WCW debut, and I realized that this was the Clash of the Champions that I watched when I was younger. And, uh, Scor- you know, Scorpio made his debut, and it was, like, the first time I saw a guy that, like, flew around like that, like, with the 450 and all the other crazy moonsaults he did. And I was, like, as a kid, I was amazed by it. And then, like, it just brought me back to, like, when I was watching this when I was younger. And I was, like, holy cow. Like, this was the time when I th- – that was, like, my my first vivid memory of Scorpio. But, yeah, it was yeah. – uh, You know who it was, was one of my favorite wrestlers at a time as a kid? Who? Flash Funk. Oh, I fucking I hate Flash Funk. Not, you know, not showcased in some lights, but uh, in this case you know, he was. In this yes, case, in this case yes, he was yes, for sure, hundred percent. Yes, indeed. Good way to put it. I digress. Go ahead. No, yes. I mean, so it just brought me back to like, um, like I said, when I was a kid and I, I watched his debut, and um, like I said, they showcased him really well here. Um, crowd seemed to be into him. I think, like, even though they didn't know who he was, um, his his in ring ability and that kind of wowed the crowd and got got him over because he did that that 
finish at the end and the place went fucking crazy and then even when he was on the mic with ron simmons the crowd was getting into it with him so yeah it was um it was a nice debut for him on wcw at the clash of champions yes indeed and then we get a big boot from the barbarian to his opponent larry santo one two three nothing to see here moving on we go to a commercial and come back, and it's Jim Ross and Michael P.S. Hayes, not dude, a dope dude, dealer dude. this week. Um, he's a dupe <laughs> dealer this week, um, who reluctantly tossed to the next feature of Eric fucking Watts. <sighs> he's being taught the STF by Kenzuki Kazami and... Hiro Matsudura. Oh, Matsuda. Yeah, like um like he's he's applying the hold poorly to Marcus Alexander Bagwell. It's the worst shit I've ever seen. Um why did Chono go away? Cause I guess Chono was like, fuck this, like I'm not gonna be a part of this, but Kentucky like work for this racist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Eric Eric Watts is stealing his move. Yeah. That's that's Chono's finisher. Yeah, pretty much. Ah, uh, yeah, it sucks. It's it's all disgusting. Um, they teach him how to do the move, and he puts it on shitty on Marcus Alex- Alexander Bagwell as Marcus Alexander Bagwell smiles as he gets the put as he gets the hold put on him like an idiot. Okay, then we go to Kenzuki Eric Watts Suzaki. is the Roman Reigns of this timeline. Oh God, uh, like t- Roman Reigns twenty seventeen. Yes, yeah. definitely twenty fifteen. Uh, yeah. Then we go to Kenzuki Suzaki out to face Bob Cook, who has the sweetest mullet ever. During the match, Jim Ross says. It's a bit of language barrier between Kenzuki Suzaki and the referees, as has been known to be a language barrier between me and the referees. Which was hilarious. Like, like Jim Ross is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I like JR. Yeah. His commentary, like, it's, he, he, if you pay close attention to some of his commentary on some of these, uh, these Saturday nights, um, you can kind of see, like, you know the 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 brilliance in like the little one-liners and some of the things that he says. Like it's just, it it, it it's it's fascinating. It really is. Um, he's ahead of his time. Yes. Um, we get a big drop kick and a rolling arm bar hook from Kenzuki to his opponent. One, two, three. Kenzuki wins. Then. We go to the first main event. It's Rake Rude. He's out here staring at Medusa's ass as yes, they come out. I saw that. Yeah, he's yeah, he's like all over her ass. Yeah. He's like Because mm. the week before yeah. he was all over her front thinking that she had a dick mm-hmm. and two balls, thanks to Sting. Yeah. They're out with Cactus Jack. Interesting comparison or uh just pairing of teams. It's two top heel um, corner stables for their stables, if you will. Yes. 
Dangerous Alliance with Rude and then Cactus Jack with that little fun house group or whatever he's <laughs> he was yeah, he was exactly hosting yeah. the yeah. Jack House, yeah. The the Jack in the Box. Yes. Oh, I like that. The Jack in the Box. Okay. I like that. And their opponents are Sting and who is it, Dave? Oh my god. Heavy metal fan hammer. What the fuck? I thought we were gonna get Nikita. What yeah, happened? Nikita went back to the motherland, I guess. You mean Minnesota? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, so we get heavy metal I go to Lake Van Minnetonka, Hammer. Minnesota. Yeah, we get heavy metal Van Hammer replacing Nikita Koloff in this tag team match. Uh, on commentary, they have um, the hyping of the Thunder Cage, in which you can come out dressed as you are. Dressed as you are. You can come in a nightgown, steel, steel toe boots. I recommend the nightgown, says Jim Ross. He didn't say that. I'm saying that. The nightgown, I like that. A little moo-moo? Yes. Staying in a moo-moo. Oh, my goodness. Little scorpions on the moo-moo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Great stuff. Dude. Glittered up. Yes. Yeah. Anyhow, high intensity during this match. Uh, some guy in the audience is holding a Medusa, Medusa poster up, and it's her in a bikini. Did you catch this, Dave? I did not see that, but I would, I would gladly go back and try and find it. Well, you know who they came to see. They were here for her. Yes. He's holding up that bikini like poster, so proud, and him and his five friends are like midsection, are like, yes. We're here. We did it, guys. We got the poster of her in the bikini in front of her while she's live on TV. Hmm. We did it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what they did, but. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, yeah. During this match, though, we hear the fans go, go, Van, go, go, Van, go. As Van Hammer is held in a Rick a chin lock by Rick Rude. Um, do they understand who Van Gogh is? Probably not. No, but that'd be cool if like Van Hammer chopped his ear off. Maybe it, like became a wrestling angle. Yeah, and then he could be like an artist. Yeah. <laughs> He could, like come down to the ring like you know instead of like with a guitar and he can come down to the ring with like you know a, a canvas and a brush and oh yeah but Great. he can't hear the fans so he has to signal and they get louder and louder each time <laughs> that's what Hulk Hogan was right technically he was just, yeah, yeah. technically just deaf. anyhow Sting and Cactus get in there and they tear it up and then a bit of mayhem and all the guys are going crazy in this tag team match. And Sting delivers a stinger splash and then goes for a pin on Cactus. But Tony Atlas and the Barbarian come out. All of a sudden, Ron Simmons comes out to help. It's a DQ, a big beat down from the heels to the faces. All of a sudden, the faces 
clear the ring. The heels clear the ring. Sting is left in the ring. And Vader comes out of nowhere and splashes Sting. Oh no. This is it. Gearing up for their matches coming up soon. We go to a commercial. Good stuff here, though. Yeah, this main event was good. I mean, world-class athletes, and with the exception of Van Hammer, of course, Sting, <laughs> Rick Rude, and uh, Cactus Jack, but the run-in with uh, Ron Simmons. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, I liked it. Yeah, and back from a commercial, it's Ron Simmons, and Van Hammer says that thanks, Thanksgiving is the night at the Omni. We're going to face all those guys, and they're going to get their ass whipped, says Van Hammer, but they blank the word ass. Ooh, he's like, he's edgy. Yeah, he's, yeah. push that guy to the fucking moon, please. Yeah, please, For real. push Van Hammer. Yeah, off a cliff. <laughs> Jim Ross then tosses to the Clash of Champions on the 18th, and we see the highlight of the back, the boxing match between Johnny B. Bad and Scotty Flamingo. Take us back to that, Dave. It was actually pretty interesting. Um, it was booked so poorly that it was almost funny because um, there was no like real boxing rules. Like it was just it. It was like a wrestling match with two guys dressed up like boxers. This is what it was to me. Yes. Um, they just like threw like some stupid wild punches and um, yeah, they just didn't. Re- they they advertised it as a boxing match, but it was nothing of that. And you know, it, it was and what then it was. The finish goes down with DDP and Vinny Vegas filling the glove of Scotty with Flamingo water. with water. Yeah, which I guess adds more weight to the glove. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a, a, a shitty finish. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, like I said, it was a it was it was a gimmick. It was a gimmick match, you know. So I didn't I I didn't I was surprised I, I was surprised it it didn't go on longer. You know what I mean? It it was short and sweet and or not so sweet, but um, yeah, it didn't go on. It didn't drag on and on, which I was afraid that that segment was going to, but. Uh, yeah, two wrestlers dressed up as boxers in a wrestling match. That's all it really was. They didn't conform to rules. Dick Patrick didn't conform to any boxing rules as the referee. Oh, God knows. It was, yeah, it was silly. Yeah, and it was over quick. Yes. Um, and then we go to ringside with Harley Race and Vader with Jim Ross saying they're ready to face Dustin Rhodes in the King of Cable Tournament Finals. And then all of a sudden, Sting comes out of nowhere with a 2x4, hits Vader in the stomach, and then smashes the 2x4 over Vader's back and breaking it. What a oh my heel. God. Epic, epic scene right yeah, here. It was pretty fun. Race, race was losing. He's like, Bill Watts, you can't do this to me. Yeah, he was yeah. all fired up. Yeah, it was it was it was a good yeah it was a nice little uh, little added on uh, bonus there to to get you set and hyped up for their match coming up at uh, at uh, Starcade for the main event in this yeah, hour long episode yeah for the yeah uh, we go to a commercial which builds more tension which wants to keep you hanging on and watching this shit and uh, we come back and it's the King of Cable semi 
semifinal tournament match. Uh, it's Dustin Rhodes out to face Harley Race, who is accompanied by his man Vader. But Harley Race is arguing with Jim Ross ringside saying it's wrong. You can't let this happen. And then Bill Watts says that Vader has had this coming for a long time. And these guys need to settle their own business. And I guess, uh, yeah, you can let that happen sometimes. Bill Watts then tells the ref to start the count for the match. And if Vader doesn't answer by the 10 count, he's disqualified. Holy shit. Awesome stuff here, right? Yes, this was this was a good segment. Crowd was super fired up. And um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Probably the best probably the best part of the whole night. Yeah, and then you <coughs> get Vader to come out for the match, and uh, Bill Watts says that another referee is going to be on the outside to make sure that Harley doesn't come out because they're banned from ringside. Wow. Um, Vader then comes out. This is a decent match. We get a big bulldog move from Dustin Rhodes to Vader during the match where Vader <coughs> flips over his own head like it's an awesome, like, Spot where Vader sells this bulldog epically from Dustin Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get too many good pairings of Vader and Goldust, but Vader and Dustin Rhodes, wow, good yeah. stuff here. Yeah, um, no, this, this was this was a good match between the two. I liked it. I really did too. We get a clothesline over the top rope from Dustin, competing with Vader, like trying to keep up with pace, and just knocks him out. Wait a second. We have the judges ringside. It's Larry Zabisco, Ole Anderson, and Hiro Matsuda. Matsuda. <laughs> um, like, why, why, why are these, why are these guys out here? Um, I guess just to build up for in case anything goes to a decision. But, yeah, but they could have I mean, said, but they could have made that. They could have made people aware of that ahead of time. You know what I mean? I know. They, they And like Jim Ross is like, I forgot to tell you guys the good, at the beginning of the program. <laughs> like, seriously, like, what the fuck? We're, we're like, we're done with the program, dude. <laughs> what happened? I hate shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's silly. Um. Anyhow, Vader splashes. One, two, three. He, it's over. This is a great match, though. I would recommend watching this Dustin Rhodes and Vader match. Yes. Um, just a good showcase of heel and face yes. in this time period. Oh, yeah. And they do, they do a good job of highlighting both of the guys' main moves and storytelling and where we go next with both of those guys because Dustin is pseudo face pseudo heel like he's like he's got the dark side in him where does he go next and vader he's like you know trying to reclaim that wcw championship where does he go next like this is really good stuff yeah this uh sets the table for uh what's to come with these two different paths you know now dustin's a singles wrestler no longer associated with barry windham vader's kind of back in the mix a little bit here so uh yeah this was good stuff yes indeed we go to a commercial and come back and we get some thoughts on the omni thanksgiving night it's payback it's gonna be that big thunder cage or whatever match 
where it's elimination heels on faces. Um, and Harley Race says, on the face of God, Green's Earth, it's going to stop me. No man is going to stop the King of Cable, and the King of Cable is Vader. And Sting, you ignited a fire, and that's going to burn. It's going to burn. That's it for uh, WCW Saturday night for November 21st, 1992. Dave, what do you think? I think Saturday night took it here Um, easily. Uh, The main event with Dustin. um, Great. And even the tag match was Sting and uh, Van. I need to go take a it shit. It was impressive. Van Hammer, Hammer yeah. is, is shitty, but he yeah. was impressive in yeah. the match, man. So I thought overall this was the better show. I'm picking Saturday night here. Okay, cool. Uh, I think we got it on a wrap there. Um, and we're gearing down. We only got a couple weeks left, dude. Yeah. Bittersweet, but we can do it. Yes, we'll, we'll get it done and... Uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll 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 keep everybody informed as to what the next plan is, but there will be con- there will be continuous content uh, from from Kobe and myself, respectively, with episodes of Gaijin Wrestling Radio, other bonus content, as well as continuous episodes of Kicking Out at Two. Um, so uh, d- don't worry, there's going to be weekly stuff up, da- maybe even some daily stuff up on the uh, Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Indeed. Um, as always, you can find us on any podcast platform by searching Retromania with a W. Find us on Facebook by searching at Retromania with a W or Twitter, Retromania Pod, P O D, or writing to us old school style, Retromania Podcast at gmail.com. Dave, where can we find you? Give us the illustrious rundown, and then we will get out of here. Facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two, as well as our Twitter handle at kicking out two. Links to archive shows. We got a War Games watch party. We got the Survivor series, um, the, uh, the, 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 fantasy booked survivor series from 1992 and then next week we will have for you um the all in the kayfabe family covering storylines siblings relatives in the world of professional wrestling you, they say you can't pick your family but in pro wrestling promoters and bookers certainly did that and then some over the years so we'll discuss that and all of that heading into the thanksgiving break on kicking out at two awesome stuff have a good night everybody Have a good weekend, and we will catch you next time. Weekend Warriors on God's Green Earth.